Welcome back to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the hosts of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week we cover a new topic and we drink a new bottle of wine. Yes, we do, Nat. And this week we are talking something that we all have to learn how to do because it's tough. It's It's everywhere. It's all the time. And we are talking how to navigate the news. The news. How to navigate the news. We're going to be talking how the news affects our mental health, how to fact check your news sources, and how to cope with bad news. Because it's all the time is what it feels like. It it is constant. It's all the time. It's everywhere. It's in your face. Everyone's talking about it. Mm -hmm. You can't escape it. So we got to learn how to manage it. How to manage it. How to navigate it. But you know what is fun and nice? What? Some of these reviews that we got. <gasps> yes, I'm so excited. We've been talking about this for a while that we wanted to read some of our reviews on the air. On the air. So you guys, if you left us a review, this could be yours. We're going to read a couple of our favorites. Okay, so we had one review that read, fun and informative. I'm so glad I found this podcast. It's super fun and informative. <laughs> Oh, she also says, I think you girls need to try some wine slushies on one of your shows. Oh, I'm not opposed. I don't, what is a wine slushie? It's like, have you ever had like a frosé? No. So basically you just like freeze rosé or wine, whatever you want, and then you like blend it and then it makes like a slushie. I need that in my life. We need that. She's right. She Whoever is wrote this, you are right. absolutely 100% right. We need to try some wine slushies yeah. and we're on it. We will definitely do that because it's it's getting hot. It's getting hot out here. Hot in here, Thank Nelly. you, listener. Okay, this one is my favorite. <laughs> okay. The title is Five Stars, period. 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 With a T. <laughs> it says, Corinne and Natalie are the big sisters slash cousins that you never knew you needed. Aww. Confused about taxes? They got you. Don't know anything about crypto? They got you. Bam. Need a new wine recommendation? They got you. Bam. It's highly educational and informative as well as entertaining. Keep it up, ladies. Oh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I'm like, that one's... That um, was a very hype was, woman. Yes. Period. Period. You need this? They got you. You need this? They, they got, got you. you. Bada bing, bada boom, bada bing. Mm-mm-mm. Oh my gosh. You are our little sister slash little cousin. Love it. Okay, and this last review we're going to read says, love this podcast. I recently moved to California from Virginia, and this podcast has really helped me get my life together and keep things in order. I listen to it all the time. Thanks for the great advice, Natalie and Corinne. Smiley face. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for this new little transition in your life. Welcome to Cali. Yeah, where are you at? Where are you you at? at? So you guys, if you want to leave us a review, you can on Apple Podcasts and we might read yours right here live on air. Give us some fun little, I love the titles. I love five stars. Period. Period. And I kind of think, when I think about it, I think she also had the emoji of like the hand, like the five. (laughs) God, I love it. I love it. We love you guys. Okay, Natalie, what are we drinking this episode? All right. We are drinking. It is the Soplo. And to be honest, I don't know what type of wine this is. It is from Spain, from Valencia, Spain. And it's just a red. It seems like it's just a red. I'm excited. So, hey, Soplo. There's no year. It could be from anytime, anywhere. 
Well, it's from Spain. Wowza. Oh my God. I should just see. Wowza. I didn't have a wowza. Really? I feel like there was a lot happening in my mouth. Oh my gosh, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie, on my way here, I just have to tell somebody this. I was in the car driving here and I had my my songs on shuffle. You know, just like yes. whatever. Yeah. And you normally skip about like eight songs in a row. Yeah. You're like, no, no, no. Because no, I have no. all my music. It doesn't fit the vibe. No, but I have all my music from like seventh grade. Yes. On my. That's why I can't do iTunes. Yeah. I, or Apple, whatever. Oh, yeah. I have Apple music. So it's all my old shit. I can't do it. Still yeah. On there. Well, it actually worked to my benefit because I was skipping, skipping, skipping. And then the, a song came up and I thought, this is a normal skip song. I thought, you know what? No, Corinne, don't skip this song. Give it a shot. It was the time of my life. You know what song it was? <sighs> You're never going to get it. Give me the year. Give me the year of school. 2006, 2007. Oh, damn. Was it Grills by Nelly? Close. <clears throat> Very close. Scary close. Um, Miss New Booty. You're in the, you are so in the wheelhouse of this. It's Paul Wall. It's Nelly. It's, it's yeah. Ah. May, we might even, I could say it could skew 2005. Oh, God, I loved 2005. No, no, no. Oh, oh no. 05, 06. I'll tell you. You got to tell me. This is why I'm hot. This is why I'm hot. This is why, this is why, this is why I'm hot. I'm hot because I'm fine. You ain't because you not. <laughs> Incredible. Mims? Wasn't it Mims? <laughs> yeah, I looked at the artist. It was like, mm-mm. M M yeah Mims Mims oh my god I was like this is a this is a hype bow, song bow, bow. yeah the beat oh it god, came on I was I love like it. do I skip I said absolutely not I, I drove here like this is why I'm hot I had a this blast thing. It was like, boom ba, boom boom <laughs> that's the only way to go that's the only way to go oh my god it put me in the right headspace for am I doing this right yeah and so here we are <laughs> and here we are and here we are going to talk about a sad thing called the news <laughs> but we're hyped. From Mims. We are hyped. So now, do you want to get into why we chose this episode? Yeah. So actually, Am I requested this episode. Oh, we, we love when they you. request them. We also love when you guys like interact with us. Oh, we just love you guys so, so much. So much fun. So she says, I think it would be awesome to do an episode about how to stay informed about current events and politics while still managing anxiety that comes with all of it. Girl, don't <sighs> you know it. Don't we know it. She says, I want to be informed, but some of the news has been affecting my mental health. That part. That, that part. part. Ditto Fox. Mm -hmm. Me too. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So we thought it was perfect to dive into since it seems like we're all constantly being fed terrible news from all sides of the world. Mm -hmm. Plus, with the rise of social media and websites like Reddit... It can be really hard to escape the stressful headlines and even harder to get accurate information. Yeah. We obviously love being informed on the show. We love a fact. We love a fact. But we are also mental health advocates and we know that there's a balance to maintain your mental health while also staying up to date on the news. So let's just dive into how to navigate it all and as per usual... Let's start with some facts. Hit them with some facts. <laughs> so according to a survey conducted last year by the Pew Research Center, who they really keep us going over here, that but, Pew Research Center. I feel like we need to be sponsored by them at <laughs> Honestly, this point. sponsor us. 36% <laughs> of American adults said they regularly get their news on Facebook. Whoa. Yikes. <laughs> 
When it comes to other platforms, 53% say they often or sometimes consume the news on social media. In an age when we can mainline bad news 24-7 if we so choose, what's the psychological impact of all this exposure to tragedy at a distance? Wow. According to Mary McNaughton Castle, a professor at the University of Texas, San Antonio, and leading researcher on the connection between media consumption and stress, she says consuming the news won't give you PTSD, anxiety, or depression if you weren't predisposed towards those conditions. But let's be honest, we all are. We all are. Um, Q2020. We have all been traumatized. <laughs> so causation's tricky here. It, it may simply be that depressed or anxious people are more likely to seek out bad news. And bad news could in turn worsen the effects of those conditions in certain ways. I will say I think part of my anxiety manifests in me seeking out bad news. Like if something yeah. bad happens... I'm so worried about know. it. I have to over look it up over because I don't want anything to happen to me. So I have to right. know exactly the terms of like, how did this tragedy happen? Yeah. And how did all these people get hurt? And how can I protect myself? And was there an update as of two minutes ago? No, let me refresh. Yeah, no, yeah. seriously. And it, it's scaring me. And mm -hmm. it's also causing me to look it to up To be more. scared. Yeah. 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 So a June 2020 report from data analytics company Nielsen found that individuals in the U.S. spent 215% more time reading news online relative to 2019. Oh my God. 215%. I literally thought that was wrong on here. I was like, that's gambling, <laughs> correct? Oh my God. Yeah. So this figure was 180% in Italy, 125% in Thailand, 78% in Japan, and 52% in Australia. So America, we are above and beyond. Above As, and beyond. Uh, why do we have to do everything XL? Why do we have to do everything jumbo size? <laughs> everything. Why? This tells us that no matter where you are in the world, though, we are all consuming more news than we have in history. So it, it isn't just us, but we're just doing it times 1,000. Right, right. <laughs> and actually something my therapist said, she said, you need to keep in mind that while war and civil unrest and natural disasters and all of that, it's all been going on since forever. Yeah. But all of it wasn't televised. And more than that, all at the same time. You know what I mean? Right. We're, we've never in the history of humanity have been exposed to this much tragic information daily. And that can be so overwhelming in itself because back in the day before there was the 24-7 news cycle, most people only got their local news or maybe like the country, but not the globe. Also like you'd get like the newspaper. Right. And that was it. That was like yesterday yeah. the mayor showed up at you know, wherever. Times Square. Yeah. And now it's like every tragedy that's ever happened today. It's a lot. It's, it's a lot, lot, Natalie. It's a lot. So how do we, how do we navigate it? How do we do it? How do we do it? Well, number one, we need to remember that the news is sensationalized. It is a form of entertainment we have to remember that. According to an article in The Cut, news outlets facing pressure from the endless, like you were saying, multiplying array of competitors all zeroing in on the same stories, they now have a greater incentive than ever before to ramp up their coverage of scary, emotionally wrenching stories. Because oh. that's what pulls people in. They, and they're going to keep reading. And they're everyone else, 
stay on longer. Yeah. And their competitors are doing that. So they're like, how can we make our story a little bit more sensational? How can we make our story a little bit more darker? Yeah. So I think we just, it's very useful for us to see the bigger picture. Consciously focus yourself on the evidence around you that the news is picking out the extremes and the bad things. That's actually from that. The professor, yeah. McNaughton Castle. Yes, exactly. So in other words, understand that you're seeing a lot of bad news, not because that the world is inherently evil place, though it seems like it, it sometimes. Feels like it. Yeah. But <sighs> it's because of news outlets, mm-hmm. not to mention like individual Twitter and Facebook users, like we can get into all that. You know, they also have a lot of incentives to broadcast explosively negative news stories. Yeah. And I always think you need to keep in mind that clickbait headlines are there to serve one thing, and that is for you to click on the article. Yeah. And like the other day I clicked on a YouTube video. Oh my God. It said, Blake Lively remembers first night she met Ryan Reynolds because I eat that shit up. I love YouTube videos. You love YouTube. Yeah, you love YouTube. I love YouTube. (laughs) They give me all these wild things. And so it was a three-minute clip. I watched the whole thing. She never once said how she, the first night, how they met. It was not even in there. They bamboozled me. You were bamboozled. (sighs) I know. So off of that, another way to navigate the news is to be your own fact checker. So according to a new survey by Pew Research Center, (laughs) baby daddy, baby daddy, (laughs) Pew Research Center, most Americans suspect that made up news is having an impact. Yeah, hello. About two in three U.S. adults, so 64%, say fabricated news stories cause a great deal of confusion about the basic facts of current issues and events. And some Americans say they themselves have shared fake news. Overall, 23% say they have shared a made-up news story, with 14% saying they shared a story they knew was fake at the time. Ooh, that's that's scandalous. They are the drama. And 16% having shared a story they later realized was fake. I'm, I'm guilty. I have to, I will come forth with this. It was so, and we were okay. Th- I would say we were all we were all bamboozled. We were all bamboozled. But when the Jesse Smollett thing happened, yeah. I immediately I didn't fact check. I didn't really know the circumstances. I posted a photo of Jesse Smollett's face on my Instagram and was like, "This is what's wrong with America." And da 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 da. And then like you know, two days later, when they were like, yeah. "This might not," I was like, "Delete, delete, delete, delete." delete. But, you know, everybody did that. I know we all did that, but that was something I was like, damn, Corinne, I don't want to be a part of the problem. Yeah. I definitely didn't, like, look into all the facts. I didn't wait till somebody was convicted guilty. Right. I immediately just, like, hopped on this bandwagon. Yeah. And, you know, I I always want to support my community. And sometimes it feels like expected. Like if you don't say something, people are like, what? You're not going to say anything? I know, but, you but, know, it's but tough. I, was, I was bamboozled. We were all bamboozled <laughs> by <laughs> that man. Well, one thing that I really love to do normally with fact-checking the news, especially during the elections and things like this, mm-hmm. which is actually very interesting, is I check my news from left to right. So we all know news sources have their own biases. And so I like to get different POVs from, you know, different news outlets to get the full scope of how society is reacting to a certain situation. There's actually this really, really cool chart on media bias that we will link in our show notes that has this scale of all of the media outlets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like the most right, the most left, what's in between, what's actually a neutral source. Like it was just, it was like a, 
um, just like a ranging scale. Yeah. And I think it's important for you to know that. And like I was flipping between CNN and Fox News, which are obviously the two most polar. polar but it was so interesting to see how they were reporting the same story. On the when, election night? Oh, just throughout the oh, election. I, I do it all the time. Yeah. Whenever anything big, like kind of polarizing happens, I see how they're covering it. Also, I'm just curious, like how other people are thinking about yeah. this. Yeah. You know, it's like a whole other half of our country. We're very divided right now. Yeah. So. Another way to fact check your news is to check credentials. So is the author specified in the field that the article is concerned with? Does he or she or they currently work in that field? And you can check LinkedIn or you can do a quick Google search to see if the author can speak speak about the subject with authority and accuracy. Yeah, they're not just like doing an assignment. Yes. Another thing you can do to fact check is to check the dates. So like eggs and milk <laughs> information can have an expiration date. And in most cases, you know, you want to use the most up-to-date information you can find. And I had this issue mm -hmm. with one of my dad's friends who posted an article and it was like, he was like, oh my God, can you believe this? Blah, blah, blah. I was talking about something and I, we're not going to get into it. No. But the article was dated like two years ago. Yeah. And there was more up-to-date information that had like completely dispelled what he was talking about. Yeah. And I was sending, I was like, please delete your story. Yeah. And also, here's something that's an update that cl completely that clears up the story. Yes. And I was proud of you for saying that because you were like, no, you are not going to share this information. So I was wrong. like, it's inaccurate. I also was like, here's a link to a fact checking site. Here's this. Like, please do not spread this. Please sir. don't spread this, sir. <laughs> oh my God, we're out here. So another thing is to check the source. So when an article cites sources, it's good to check them out. Sometimes official sounding associations are really biased. They might be like think tanks or represent only a fringe view of a group of people. If you can't find sources, read as much about the topic as you can to get a feel for what's already out there and decide for yourself if the article is accurate or not. Mm, yeah. Also examine URLs. We see quite a bit of domain manipulation these days. So for example, what looks like a .edu which, you know, we, we love, love a .edu. If it's followed by like a .co or .lo, it's likely fake or a deceptive site. If you're seeing a slightly variant version of a well-known URL, do a little investigating. You know, if you're like, hmm, that doesn't look right. Yeah. And then the other thing, just bottom line, is be judge it hard, okay? If what you're reading seems too good to be true or too weird or too reactionary, probably is mm -hmm. you really gotta use your own judgment yeah yeah again sensationalized sensationalized Another important thing to do is to be able to discern between facts and opinions. Mm. So according to the Fair Media Council organization, being able to distinguish the difference between fact and opinion is the basic foundation needed to successfully navigate today's complicated media landscape. Yet studies tell us this is a real weakness in our culture. Some say as many as one out of two college graduates <gasps> can't distinguish between fact and opinion. Oh Other studies say as much as 70% of the American population struggles with this. Oh my God. Yo, we've got to figure we've this out. We've got to figure this shit out, y'all. A really, really great way, though, to 
help you fact check, there's actually a few different resources that you can use, which we'll link in our show notes. One is www.factcheck.org. It's a product of the Annenberg Public Policy Center. And this site is useful for checking on political claims. So it will do all the research for you. You can go in there and it's like, okay, no, that actually isn't. They, they didn't say did that. They didn't say do that. that. Yeah. It's been edited, whatever. So that's a really great source you can use. There's also Politico, which the Pulitzer Prize winning PolitiFact researches the claims of politicians and again, checks their accuracy. And the last one, which I love, my mom showed this to me when I was like 10 years old and I've been using it ever since, <laughs> Snopes.com. Snopes, good old Snopes. Yeah, it's one of the oldest debunking sites on the internet. Snopes.com focuses on urban legends, news stories, memes, like they have a bunch of different stuff on there, but they also cite their resources at the end of each debunking. So it'll be like, Snopes, it's fact or, or fake. Fa- yeah, love that. <laughs> I love that. (laughs) And finally, consider that all news is local news somewhere. So when a big news story breaks, look to the local news stations from where the event occurred. So for example, when Sandy Hook happened, which I just realized yesterday was a decade ago, which is insane to me. But the community news sources in that area were airing and publishing news updates that were running as much as two hours ahead of the national news outlets. Oh, yeah, yeah. So before you start, you know, listening to CNN and stuff, maybe just check out, like, the town and yeah. see because they'll have the most accurate updated information. They are on the ground. They are boots <laughs> on the ground. Okay, so let's get into talking about how to protect your mental health mm-hmm. surrounding the news. So number one, one of our number one coping skills is to place a time limit on your daily consumption. So while the stress-inducing capability of the news has always existed to some extent, it's more of a problem nowadays since the news is so much more easily accessible than it used to be. It's it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. With our smartphones within reach nearly 24-7, there's always a temptation to do a quick scroll through our feeds to get the latest information. And sometimes it's not even intentional like sometimes mm-hmm. you're like blind and you're like oh my god i'm on twitter and I'm, i've yep. been reading this whole thread and why am i here so maybe you go to your phone to message a friend or calculate you know a bill or update your calendar and yeah again the next thing you know you're like checking the news so to avoid the problem one mental health expert told verywellmind.com it can be helpful to limit your daily media consumption she recommends a 30 minute daily limit for both news and social media, but I would just say news. Like if you're just like 30 minutes a day, I can look at the news, I can catch up, blah, blah, blah. We can see what's going on and then they're going to cut it off. Yeah. And my personal suggestion, something that helps me is to have like a no news cutoff time where you stop looking at the news for the rest of the day, like preferably at night. Like you're like, okay, it's 7 p.m. comes. I'm tuned out. We're tuned out. Because you get simulated by it and you get anxiety and you're worried and you're lying in bed. Yeah. Exactly. So you kind of want your brain to have time to just decompress from the world. So setting a little time for yourself, like after this time, no more news. No more news. Our other tip, or our second tip rather, is to limit watching the news. So written stories, whether in print or online, give you more depth and details than radio and TV stories. So think of written stories as the first place to get your news, then turn to radio and TV for updates on that news. Because today, the typical television news story runs about two minutes long, while the average radio report is a full-blown 35-second 
means. Mm. So this tells us that obviously radio and TV can't possibly give all the necessary information. So reading first is critical. The reason these formats are so short and put into bite-sized clips of information is because our attention span while watching TV is short and it's getting shorter. Mm -hmm. So maybe you can watch the news to hear opinions rather than actually get the information. We recommend The Skim, actually. It's a daily newsletter highlighting major news around the world, and they give a very general, digestible, and brief description of the news. I also found that watching the news connects you with also the images around it, right? The yes. horror, the, you know, the, there's a war, the explosions. Yes. So that's adding to the intensity of it. And something that my therapist actually told me to do was to actually switch from watching the news to listening to the news, like mm. through a podcast, because that eliminates one of the like, horrific factors of this all is like seeing the the, visual like a small child like injured like because they're gonna show you the worst possible thing yeah Mm -hmm. so one thing that i really love is i love up first by npr it's i think it's like 13 minutes it kind of goes over all of the different like highlights of the news stories and then you like get the facts you get what's going on you get a temperature read but you're not seeing horror right and the very graphic images first thing in the morning (laughs) right exactly (sighs) Another thing that I love to do is to seek out happiness. Yeah. Um, So when I was actually experiencing a lot of anxiety from the news, I found this website called Upworthy that changed my game. I follow them on Instagram. I think I follow them on Instagram. Yeah. So Upworthy is a website dedicated to positive storytelling, delivering the best of humanity every day. Um, And so they have a lot of really just great uplifting articles, some of which I actually wrote down a few of their headlines because I just thought this is what we should be following. So one of their headlines says this company, it's about a company. Uh This company makes it easier than ever to go carbon neutral. Click that. Click. Click. Another one says a new company is going to sell $30 vials of insulin. No insurance needed. Double click. Double Double click. click. Another article they have is like, what's it like growing up with LGBT parents? This kid has the best response ever. Click. How cute. I just feel like if you want some positive news in your life, go follow Upworthy. God. We'll link it in the show notes. Yeah. Or at least get on that little Instagram, see a little bite-sized clip. We need need more good news. You got to get the the good news. And finally, if it's all too much, simply avoid it. The most obvious, most potent, and often the most difficult thing to do is to avoid it entirely. So just turn all of it off. There's no doubt that turning off the news will make you feel better. However, it can be extremely difficult sometimes. The media sensationalizes the news, often making it feel like an addiction. Also, we can experience a certain amount of guilt or feeling selfish when we remove ourselves from those distressing stories. Yeah, it is hard. You feel like you have to be in the now. Yeah. Or like people will like be like, oh, you're selfish. No, but you actually can't show up to help the situation if you're not feeling well. True. So turn off your CNN alerts, delete the Twitter app, and avoid televised news. Try for 30 minutes, then push for 45, then an hour slowly build up your tolerance for distancing yourself from the news. It will feel uncomfortable and hard at first, but ultimately it will give you some peace of mind. Sometimes it can feel selfish to avoid the news since the media has made it feel like we're responsible for fixing everything that's happening in the world. But remember, you're just one person. Yeah. And your mental health is more important than reading a headline. Also, remember that 
you're never going to quote unquote miss the news. Anything of major importance, you will hear about somehow. That is Joe's approach to the news. You will hear about he it. He doesn't really like tune into what's happening. He's like, I'm going to find out. I'm going to go to work. People are going to talk about Somebody's it. Somebody's going to say it. Yeah. You're going like, to see it on Instagram. You're going to see it somewhere. Yeah. If it's like major enough, you're not yeah. going to like not know about it. Exactly. So don't feel that guilt, you guys. And we hope you guys learned more about how to fact check your news sources, how the news affects our mental health and coping strategies for dealing with bad news. And I want to thank our listener for writing in yes. and asking for this episode. I think it's super important for so many people um, and hopefully very, very helpful. So now, should we get into the wine the we've wine. been drinking? It's the Soplo, something from Spain. Soplo, I guess it's just a red. Okay. It's just and a red from Spain. And our hottie of the week. Our hottie. Do you want to intro our hottie? Mm-hmm. He's our such a little cutie. is none other than Mr. Anderson Cooper. Silver Fox. Uh, he's on the story. He's on the case. He's on the ground. He really is. Anderson Cooper, 360. <laughs> Remember he had a talk show too for like a hot second? Yeah, I do. I do. He just had another baby. Good for him. So cute. We love so him. Cute. So one to Anderson Cooper. What are we reading this? So when you when you said it was like a wow, 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 what were you getting? God, I wish I had more uh, words. Other than interesting. Interesting. I can't explain. It just felt like there was a party in my mouth. Felt like there was a lot of flavors. A lot. It was like a, like what what were those little gummies you said? Gushers. Gushers. It felt like a gusher. I love gushers. So, but in a good way or a bad way? I feel like I need a steak. Yes. This would be fantastic. With, with a, a steak, steak. free, like steak and fries. Oh, hell yeah. That was, that is the moment for this. In a dimly lit room. Yes. That's oh, the yeah. moment for this. I think it's hard for me to connect to it because it's 3.50 p.m. 3.50 p.m. On a Thursday. Yeah. And we just had <laughs> chips. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, I don't not like it. I'd give it like a nine. Yeah, I'm going to give it a nine. Okay. If this was with a wine, with a steak, just like that. Send me into wine heaven. It would have been fantastic. So let's give it a nine. Nine out of Anderson Cooper. All right. This is the part of the episode where we play a little wrap-up game and we're playing everyone's favorite, Citizen's Arrest. That's my gun coming out. Okay. Citizen's Arrest. Okay, now, do you want to say your... A citizen's arrest. I will say my citizen's arrest. My citizen's arrest is on the industry of Hollywood. Oh my God. Okay. Why? Oh, it, I know what I know. You've been saying this a lot lately, actually. It's driving me nuts. Every single movie does not need to be two hours and 40 minutes. Oh, what are you going to say? The, the remakes. Oh, yeah. I'm also very sick of remakes, but every single movie, when I look it up, Two hours and 45 minutes. Here's my here's my tip. And I'm like, when I see that and I go on, I go somewhere in here, I'm going to squeeze in a 20-minute nap. And I can You do dare, that. I, she does do I it. I always do a 20-minute nap somewhere. And I'm telling you right now, I never miss a plot line. <laughs> because it, there is about yeah. 20 to 30 minutes we don't need. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Can we cut the fat out? We need to cut like, like a steak for this wine. Trim the fat off of it. Yeah, it's getting pretty ridiculous, and it's like we don't want to be there that long. I don't. Need, I, I, I don't I need would like to enjoy the movie, but I can't because I'm stuck here. Right. I don't need Buzz Lightyear to be two and a half <laughs> hours long. I need it to be ninety minutes because I want to watch it, and then I want to go and like you know get also, an ice cream. But you go in when it's light, and you leave when it's 
nighttime. And also like you, you go in with your little snacks and I only eat my snacks for the first 30, 40 minutes. Now I've had my snacks two hours ago. But I'm hungry. It's too much. I can't munch for two and a half hours. Well, you could. (laughs) I could. It did take me uh, almost a full hour to eat a quesadilla like two days ago. So. Okay, not so. This Tell is me your arrest. This is a mutual, a mutual citizen's arrest. And okay. I think you know where I'm going with this because you just I don't. Yes, you do. Two things. It's actually a citizen's arrest on CVS for two. Oh, for two reasons. Yes, two reasons. Number one, obviously, the receipts. They're getting longer and longer. They're becoming. It's it's, it's becoming excessive. a fashion accession. It's, it's yeah. It's like a scarf. It's a. But we do have to put a pin in it and say we live for the coupons. We yeah, use well, them. But here's the thing. It's the reason that it's so long is because they're giving you great deals. Yes. And they don't want you to look at them. You're not. Yeah. People if just, it was just short and it said, "Hey, you got ten dollars off," you would actually use it. Yeah. But because it's about seven miles long, you just you're crumple like, it. You just crumple it and throw it away because it's an inconvenience. So mm-hmm. I realize that's part of their their shtick. Yeah. Because there are great deals on oh that. Oh my God, they're so good. But it's way too fucking long. Yep. The other one that me and Natalie are both victims of is their automatic prescription reminder. Mm-mm. Very aggressive. They are so aggressive. They're actually passive aggressive. Yeah. They're like, are you coming? And it's like, today, <laughs> tomorrow, ever? <laughs> Press it's like, one. It's like, ma'am, we are putting this back on the shelf. If oh, you, I'm like, they did that to me yesterday. Jesus Christ. They I have a life, CBS. I cannot be at your beck and call. When I, you call me, I'm supposed to come running? I Absolutely know. Not. I'm like, people. I'm an independent woman. I'm an independent woman and I have a job. And like, Jesus am I supposed to? Uh, who am I? I wish I could text back to that little bot like, you motherfucker. Like, leave me alone. Leave me alone. I'll come when I am, when I'm ready. Yes. When, how about when I need the prescription? Why is the prescription available four weeks before I need it? And then if you don't pick it up, they're like, well, we, we put it back. Oh yeah. And you get there and they're, and they're mean to you. Yes. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry. I have a life. I have one more, one more tiny citizen's arrest on CVS. Okay. Actually just all. They need to be held accountable. Just all pharmacies. Uh-oh. I really don't appreciate when I'm like up at the front and let's say there's like five people behind me and they're like, all right, so uh, you need this and this. And, and they just like yell out what you're you getting. You want the rash cream, ma'am? <laughs> you're Is this like, for you? <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they do that? Here's the thing. They put everyone on blast. Here's the thing about me is I never need a consultation. So don't stop asking me for one. Stop asking me. I've taken this before, You sir. think it's the first time? I don't no. need that. Don't tell me. And don't scream it. And then you go to the consultation like, so, uh, yeah, take this with food. <laughs> take, <laughs> like, take one in the morning. I'm like, I can read. I'm like, okay, thanks. <sighs> so oh, I'm all hot and bothered. Me thinking too. about CVS. <laughs> and so it's the greatest place in the world. And also... <sighs> They have, they have areas to mm-hmm, improve on. Mm-hmm. They do. Listen to us, CBS. <laughs> we can help you. All right, you guys. Well, if you liked this episode and you want more, we actually have an episode on how to avoid being a super spreader of misinformation with a World mm-hmm. Health Organization consultant, Simone St. Clair. That's episode 15 if you want to go back and listen to it. Way we back. We also have an episode on the T on anxiety, how to manage and cope your anxiety. That's episode eight if you want to go back and listen to it. Wow, eight. I know, we're on episode God knows. Ooh, God knows. That is way in the um, archives. But there's more, basically there's more where that came from is what I'm saying. Yeah, there is. And if you love this episode, go ahead and give us a little rate and review moment. We love them and obviously we will read them if and when we feel like it. If and when we feel like it and we see them and we love them. <laughs> All right, you guys, so we'll be back next week with another episode. Love you guys. Love you.